breaking down college football better than anyone else. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show, presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show on a Football Friday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Alema Harrington, Coach Ron McBride as well. And uh, we have a special guest and, and Coach, uh, actually two special guests, and they're here at uh, your invitation. Let's get Coach Mack turned up a little bit there. Uh, do you want to make some introductions here, Coach? Yeah, I will. Well, first of all, we got the, we got Father Brandon, who played for me at Utah, was a corner and, and a great player, and had probably had the longest tenure of anybody I ever coached because he he was he was there through my 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 whole adulthood which was a six I think a, a six or seven year period because we kept getting his eligibility back because he would always get injured <laughs> and, and then uh, but then he'd play and then he'd get hurt and we get him another year so so Brent how many years was it it was seven. Seven, yeah. I don't, like, I don't really like to admit it, but it was seven. And I was asking him, I said, have you had enough? He said, no, I'm coming back. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't go out like that. Uh-huh. I had to finish my career on the field, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tell you what, Brandon was a, a, a not a good player, but a great player for us. And he was a cover corner and, uh, and, and a tough, really tough, really tough kid. And, hey, uh, hey, Mac. What what is it, what does it mean when uh, you either coached or covered a player whose son is now headed off to college? Does that mean we're getting old? Is that what that means? Well, I've you know what in this recruiting class, I think there were eight of my of of the kids that signed were guys sons of the of of guys that I coached their dads. Wow! So. Tuoli Famui's kid was one of the first guys I recruited out of Hawaii, so his kid played at West. He committed to Oregon State, and um, Puha's son committed to Utah, and uh, on and on, you know. So just like it's it's because uh, all the second generation kids are coming up, and eventually we'll probably get down to the third generation, but I, I probably won't be around to see that. The Mac, the Mac bloodlines are strong. Yeah. So, Brandon, tell, tell us about the, just catch us up with what's going on with, with, with uh, Jackson. With, with Jackson, yeah. Yeah, Jackson committed uh, on Wednesday to USC, so he's a proud Trojan already. Um, it took him you know, pretty much all the way until the deadline to kind of choose where he wanted to go. And, and I think he, you know, was able to go through the recruiting process as well as he could with, with uh, all the limitations of COVID. Uh, it was it was tough because he relies on relationships a lot. He's a very social uh, kid, and, and he connects with people well. And so the not having the ability uh, to visit with coaches, have them come to the house or go out and do unofficials on, on game days, um, I think was was tough because he it, he just wasn't able to really get the you know the lay of the land as far as team camaraderie how he connected with future teammates the school itself uh, coaches and whatnot so um, you know with that being said he was you know we were able to take a couple visits uh, really to all the schools that he was interested in and when it was all said and done he felt like. Uh, USC that's where his heart was and that's who he connected with as far as the the coaching staff there and uh, I think the the biggest thing for him is he understands uh, what they're all about their culture as far as championships and winning and 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 the pressure and and the competition and I think when you understand you know Jackson's makeup that's what he's about like he knows that you know he's going to be pushed to his limits, and 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 he's all about that. He doesn't want to be in a situation where he feels like it's going to be easy at all. And and I think uh, USC kind of gave him every, uh, you know, it's going to give him every opportunity to to fulfill his his ultimate dreams. I gotta you know, as I've covered high school football for a lot of years, 
and uh, done high school football games on TV for a lot of years. And, and Jackson, I've covered your career since you were at Roy as a freshman, right? Um, and as guys progress and they get better and they, they come to their senior season, um, Coach Mack and I have had this conversation multiple times this year um, talking about you, Jackson, that I, I can't think of a player that I've seen. And, you know, Jackson Light, your, your, your center, um, might be in this, this category too. And there's probably a couple of guys that, that kind of reach that, that level when they're a senior in high school where you, you look at them and go, that guy's Division One ready right now. And that's how I felt about the way you played this year. And so I'm curious, you know, how big of a, uh, of a, a bonus was it that, number one, Utah played football, right? You know, give you know, credit to the, the UHSAA to make that happen for – for everybody in the state this year, but this senior season for you um, was a whole different level. Did it feel like that for you? And and when you first came in, I asked Coach Kara, I said, you know, how's he going to come in and just adopt this leadership role, and, and which you did almost automatically. But how did that happen, and what was that like at Corner Canyon coming from Roy? Yeah, so there was for sure um, a big advantage with – Utah playing first and then just getting eyes on you with the recruiting process and that stuff. And then with me going to Corner Canyon, um, I think the biggest thing was me coming in right in uh, probably in the middle of January. And we started like our early lifts at 6 a.m. And that was just a great opportunity for me to get to know the guys there and kind of form my relationships with them. Um, Coming into Corner Canyon, I didn't know anybody. So um, I think that was a huge benefit. And then it was tough with uh, COVID, not really going to get a ton of reps in the offense and learning the scheme. So I mostly had to do a ton of stuff on my own, um, just diving into the playbook. And then uh, we got out to California a lot. where That's where my quarterback trainers are at and got as much work as we could. And I think all that just helped me um, be ready for this season. You know, I think about uh, offenses in the state, and Coach Kerr is just a masterful offensive mind. And, uh, you know, I've known Coach Kerr for a long time. My son played for him at Jordan uh, a few years back. But coming into that system and then to have a, the receiving core that you had with, with Noah Kerr, uh, with Hagen, with Miney, um, and uh, with Hanley, uh, and that's just the headliners, those four guys, right? Um, you know, how what, how much of a benefit was it to have that as, you know, kind of that, that was the, the palette you got to paint on? Yeah, it was a huge benefit. Um, you know, it, it, it makes my job easy when I can just get them the ball and they can make a lot of plays. Um, Coach Kerr kind of said before uh, the season started that he thought this was going to be the most talented offensive group that he's ever coached. We had a lot of guys coming back from their junior season who had started, and a lot of them, three of them were receivers. So um, they had a lot of experience. Um, We were able to get some seven-on-seven tournaments before the year and form our chemistry and get reps like that. And, uh, you know, when it was game time, they always stepped up, and I just had to get them the ball, and they made plays. So it was a huge benefit for sure. Yeah, you made a lot of plays with your legs, too, over 1,000 yards rushing for, for Jackson this, this year, too. i got to ask you uh, another question. I'll step out and let Coach Mack step in a little bit here. But um, did you get any, um, I don't want to say pressure, but, but guys trying to pull you their way, whether it was Zach Wilson at BYU or maybe anybody else that was headed that direction? Or, you know, you got to think that the Jackson Light was like the biggest recruiter for Oregon in the state um anybody trying to pull you with them to go uh with them to a different school um it was actually kind of cool because a lot of the kids that i had relationships with who were in college you know they would give me their benefits or the great opportunities that they saw at their school um but most of the time they were just trying to uh, you know give input and help me make the best decision for me it wasn't a ton about them trying to pull me to their school they were just trying to help you know give me their experiences that they've had and they just wanted the best for me so I thought that that was really cool to you know get their input 
and uh, and learn and ultimately find out where I wanted to go. Yeah, I think as Coach knows, this is a fairly well documented. Our listeners may not be uh, familiar with this, but this has been a family plan, right, Brandon, uh, to get to this point. Uh, and and for, for anybody that has kids that are playing and understanding the sacrifices that go into getting a son to this point in their career, uh, whether it's camps or professional training that you know you pay for on the side for that what's what's it been like this journey for you Brandon to 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 see Jackson get to this point with you and your wife and the family just you know playing that supporting role yeah at an early age I I started to coach him when he was in third grade and and it was really apparent early that he had just natural gifts with uh, not only throwing the ball, but just kind of understanding the intricacies of football in general. And I think as he progressed, you know, we, we had a lot of local help with, you know, like Riley Jensen's group and Mountain West to lead. Mm-hmm. And then as we started to, to, you know, Jackson started just to become something that we all felt like he could be a, a top ND one talent. We, you know, were able to move uh, a lot of his trainings out to, to California uh, with the with 3D uh, QB group out there. And I think that what was important about that is he wasn't really competing against college kids or, you know, the high school kids here in Utah, but he's competing against the the best of the best in California and other states. And as he uh, would train with these kids, and we're talking, you know, Bryce Young was was someone that was in his group last year that's at Alabama now and the number one national recruit in 2020, and, you know, his his – future teammate Miller Moss and um, amongst others you saw that that Jackson was a part of that group and and once we we saw saw that and that this is his you know before his junior year you know we we just knew that we had to go all in um, as far as giving him the opportunity to to reach his ultimate goals and he was a little bit later coming on being from Utah uh, being a multi-sport athlete um, but that was part of the plan was to allow him to play multiple sports as long as he could. And, and, and Jackson, I mean, he's a great football player, but he's an unbelievable baseball player. Um, and that was kind of the, you know, his junior year, he had to kind of decide, was he going to go all in on baseball or football or what was he going to do? And, and I think he just, the quarterback position for him was just that natural gift from the get-go. And then as he's gotten the trainings, um, and gone to the camps and, and competed with the kids. And then uh, we just knew that that's, that's where he wanted to do. And, and quite frankly, that's, that was his plan. He's always wanted to, to, to be a, a big-time player at the quarterback position. He thrives in pressure. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it was an all-in effort. I, I don't have a retirement package anymore. <laughs> but, it's all been spent. It's all been spent. But he, but he assured it's been me. Invested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He told me he'd get hit. We had a little plan together. I got a, a couple points of interest that he'll uh, pay back to me for that. So, nice. but it's been it's been unbelievable to to develop a, just a close relationship with your son. Yeah. To be a part of that and spend so much time together. Um, I don't think a lot of dads have that ability. And for me to have that special connection with Jackson, like, you know, we've traveled the world together and the, and the nation and it's been, it's been more than fun yeah. and worth it. So, so tell me about now who was training you in California, which quarterback group? Uh, the group was called 3D QB. Um, it's Tom house's organization. Okay. Um, he's the guy who trains Tom Brady and a lot of those NFL guys. And then, so my main trainers are Taylor Kelly, John Beck, and Adam Dado. Okay, so, so which which of those people were the most beneficial to your to your progress? I think all of them were. I would say that my like the guy that we first reached out to and I've kind of worked with the most has been Taylor. Um, so I would say a little bit more to him. So, how much time would you spend in California training? Honestly, like during COVID, we'd try to get out once or twice a month, and I would have like three or four trainings mm-hmm. while I was out there, and then we'd fly back. So then, you you started off with Freddie, yeah. who was who was an outstanding football coach, coach, coach Fernandez for those tuning in. Yeah, yeah, and then then you then you decided in your senior year to to finish out at with Corner Canyon, and so. Why did you make that decision? Yeah, it was a super hard decision for me because 
Freddie was the guy who take who took his the first chance on me when I was a freshman, and kind of just threw me into the waters right away. Um, so it was super tough, but I I wanted to be in a, an offensive scheme that helps suit my abilities and ultimately gave me the best chance to develop my skill set for college. I think probably the really the, the highlight of this whole thing was probably the nationally televised high school game. Yeah, for sure. And, and where you really, you you know, were actually, you could really see, nationally see your talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, so anybody that watched that game had to had to come out of it and say, wow, who is this kid? <laughs> you know? And, and obviously then, particularly, you know, every everybody started, and I know that, that the SC, I think it was one of the GAs at SC that originally saw you and, and said, I found another Mahomes. And that was, that was you. And then when, when uh, the game I went and watched play, that some dude from SC had SC shirts all over. He's running around taking pictures of everything <laughs> you're doing. I don't know who the dude was, but you know, uh, you know, I didn't recognize him as a coach, but he, but he had his SC stuff on, and and I walked in there. I've, and then first thing that the defensive coordinator, who's a good friend of mine, you know, out there, he said, "Oh yeah, our guy got got offered by SC today." I said, "Well." <laughs> does, it, does that surprise you? I mean, uh, I mean, anybody that didn't offer you would be stupid, you know. I mean, it, it a real talent. It doesn't take long. You don't have to watch a, a, a real talent for long to to know that he's a real talent. And the biggest thing is, I knew because of your dad where you are mentally, you know, because a lot of a lot of guys have talent, but they don't have the mentality. To deal with the talent, but you have the mentality to deal with. If you have adversity, you're going to know how to deal with it, because it comes it comes from uh, the bloodline, you know. Uh, because your dad dealt with a lot of adversity when he played for me, but he never he never gave in once, uh, and never questioned whether he should play or he shouldn't play. And it, because it was just, and I always said, well, th- this kid has a, a different dimension because of his, because of his dad. Mm-hmm. So he not only has the ability to do these things, but also he has an, another thing in his mind. Because I think to to really play this game at at a high level, you can't be normal. Yeah, you know, you've got to be you got to be a, a little bit twisted, you know. And, yeah. Slightly. I mean, don't. Yeah, I mean, not twisted in a bad way. You got to be twisted in in a good way. In other words, the competition, the fact that if you have adversity in life, you're going to know how to deal with it. And you know, that's. No, that's I, I'll pick up on one of the couple of things that that were said, and you know, as you were talking, Brandon, about just having that time with Jackson, you know, as a father and a son. And you mentioned that that he's a guy about relationships, and it's been a tough year, in part because of COVID and and those things. But I love Jackson the way that you handled um, your relationship with Roy High School Coach Fernandez and being the starting star quarterback at Corner Canyon. That you never let go of that. Uh, I think you know that respect and gratitude for where you came from. And I'm just curious, you know, how how would you describe that relationship with Roy, uh, kind of where you came up, and then um, not not being able to finish it there, but finishing somewhere else. Um, I've always been grateful for the support that I've received from the Roy High community. Um, the community is super involved in all the athletics, and you go to a Roy game, and it's it's something special. Um, you know, you have all ages there, and they all love their Roy High football. So it was super cool to, you know, always have that um, support from them. And then it was just hard to leave them too, because um, that's where I felt comfortable. That's where I had that was my home for mm-hmm. three years. Um, and then Coach Fernandez, he was like another father figure to me. Um, shared off and gave off a lot of his wisdom. And you know, I always say that he, you know he's the guy who made me the player I am. And, you know, Co- Coach Kerr kind of took some steps up with that and taught me some new things. But 
Um, uh, Coach Fernandez definitely d- developed me and was a great person and somebody that, who I really respect in my life. You know, one of the stories that I love about your time at Royal High School, there was there was a time when there was a little bit of pressure, like, hey, you know, maybe we could unretire number nine, which is, you know, is is, is hallowed there with, with Jim McMahon. And uh, your response, uh, if I if I understand it correctly, was, no, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do my own thing. And, and I look forward to maybe this someday when, you know, that number, whatever your number will be, will be hanging there, your, you know, your college career, NFL career, whatever it may be, but wish you the best of luck in that process. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. we got more on the way. Okay. Um, this is Football Friday. I just took over for Jake Scott, yeah. Gordon Monson, the coach. Where's Gordon? Gordon Gordon's here. He's here. All right, we'll be back. More on the way. We're live from the warehouse. Come check us out. Gordon, are you asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Representing the red and blue, this is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott on a Football Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Alema Harrington, Coach Mack along for the ride. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South. 300 West, price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse where uh, we're trying to get Tom to come through the uh, and grab that headset so we can talk to him about what's going on. You still enjoying your adjustable bed there, Gordon? Yes, I am, every single night. Oh, good for you. Uh, so we'll catch up with these guys uh, coming up here in a, in a moment. Uh, but <laughs> we've got, we've got a, a, a lot going on here. We need to get Tom to jump on that headset real quick. Tom, Tom, you're up. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West, also 86 East. University Parkway, if you're down in Utah County, go see uh, Uncle Clayton. We'll get to more Football Friday uh, coming up here momentarily. Tom, uh, Tom's with us now. Tom, we're booming it out for the, for the uh, folks out there that may have procrastinated. Procrastinators, come and see us. Um, I've got crazy deals, and I'm making a deal right now that I'm going to do 20% off any boom ticket hey. that I don't advertise wow. today and tomorrow and Monday. If you buy it today, tomorrow, Monday, we're going to get it delivered before Christmas as long as it's in stock. And just so people know, the boom ticket is already the lowest in town, and we're knocking 20% Typically, off Typically, that. that's a 30 to 50% off. I've got stuff that's 80% off. Take another 20% off. And then on top of that, I'm going to do deals all day today. We're doing the Queen Adjustable Bed gel-infused made-in-USA mattress with the base that's got the Bluetooth module. Top of the line. Not 2900 bucks, $899. Right. The king, we're going to do it for 1500 bucks, 1499 Same situation, head up, foot up. Gel-infused, made-in-USA king mattress, the entire package, 1599 not 4399 Unbelievable. And then if you're looking for a split, we're doing, the, it's probably the last three days that I can ever do this price, unless something dramatically changes. We're going to go 1999 I've got two mattresses to choose from, head up, foot up. I have bases in stock. I even have bases with massage in stock. So come and see us. All right, 1825 South, 300 West. Thank you, Tom. You are the man. Uh, that's Tom from the warehouse. Don't forget about uh, don't forget about uh, the Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Alema uh, and Coach Mack are here, Gordon, but while they kind of get readjusted, uh, your thoughts uh, on the news today that Utah's players have elected not to uh, participate in a bowl game? Yeah, I uh, I took note of that because you and I had discussed that uh, earlier on. And, uh, yeah, it, it tells me that, uh, and I don't know the specific reasons because I haven't asked them, but it, it seems like this has just been a strange year and a stressful year on a lot of people. And because of the circumstances uh, and what the meaning is behind the opportunity to play, uh, some guys just didn't want to do it. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, one way or another, I, I liked the – I'm a little surprised they didn't want to play another football game. But either way, I liked the method. 
because it, you know let the the opportunity is supposed to be for the players and let the the players decide uh, if if they want a further opportunity because it was going to be expensive it was going to cost them money to go to a bowl game as opposed to making money uh, going to a bowl game so uh, I, I liked the process I'm glad they left it uh, up well, to the players let, let me ask yeah. you a question and maybe Mac would have some insight on this but uh, I I don't know whether there's any influence on the players or whether it truly is left up to them to decide. I hope that's the way it is, but uh, not sure. That's what Witt Witt said anyway. Uh, Coach, uh, your thoughts. We're talking about Utah electing not to go to a bowl game, that news today. Oh, did I didn't know that. They did. The players apparently voted to uh, to not do a bowl this year, and this uh, the game coming up on Saturday is going to be against Washington well, kinda, State will know, be the last one. I did get I did get a text from one of their guys. He said, "Well, we're," and he said to me, he "says Well, we're done for the season," and I didn't know what that meant. You know, I didn't realize do. that 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, that it meant they weren't going to go to a bowl game if they were invited. It's so hard. This has been such a crazy year. And and even bowl games who rely on the gate and how many, you know, how many, even BYU going to Boca Raton, it's like they travel well, but I mean, how many people are going to be in the stands? Um, you know, it's those kinds of things that have affected this year. By the way, Tom's going to be in the stands. Tom. And they're going to Boca. They're had the Boca Raton. Um, so there will be a few that, that, that will be there. But it's just this year is not what it has been. I mentioned earlier that I was so happy for BYU going to the Boca Raton Bowl because it's a nice reward for those players. And, Gordon, you asked the question, you know, how was it decided? And the play, did the players have some say in it? I, I think it sounds reasonable to me that the, the majority of the players said, you know what, we're good. You know we're 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 good for the season, um, and you know let's let's move on to what's next. For some, it will be getting ready for an NFL combine and, and a draft. For others, um, it'll be getting ready for another year. And then you you consider that there are some players that will have this bonus year, like this year won't count against their eligibility. Right. So it's just been such a crazy, unprecedented, bizarre year that. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily surprise me that uh, a bowl eligible team would just say, "Hey, you know, what? we're we're gonna we're we're just gonna we're, we'll be done for the year." Let me ask so, you, Lemma, if you were a player on that team, how would you have voted? I'd be voting for the bowl game, man. It's right. like the bowl game is more swag and and uh, you get to play. Yeah, you get to play again. And so for me, if it were me personally, and I can't speak to that with with real credibility because I didn't go through this season and especially the season that utah went through um i I can't think of you know a team that has had a tougher go of it with games being canceled and then just the way things went this year to you know i can't speak to having experienced that but personally i love bowl games and i was fortunate that when i was at byu we went all all the years that i was there which was five including my redshirt year and Bowl games are fun. Bowl games are a reward. Bowl games are a chance to, you know, one more time hanging out with your boys because the thing that you miss the most when you're done playing football is that group of guys. Exactly. Right? And so to have one more opportunity with a little bit of the pressure off, you know, because it's not one of those bowl games where you're playing for, you know, a Rose Bowl championship or something significant like that then it's really just an opportunity to go and have a good time and play. You're usually down there for, you know, three or four or five days um, and uh, sometimes, you know, near an amusement park or some place that maybe you haven't been before, you get an opportunity to travel. So those things were always important to me um, and I think important to a lot of guys to, to have that real college football experience. Like the, the thing that, that, that I, I uh, I think cherished the most from my days playing college football was the college football experience to travel someplace different um, to you know go see the Liberty Bell um, as a kid from Hawaii and and some of those experiences that that I had uh, playing college football that those are the memories that I take with me so. Um, if it were me and I were part of that that group, I probably I mean, maybe it may have gotten outvoted, but I would have wanted one more time. Like you know, let's do it one more time. 
Uh, Coach Mack, I want to switch gears just a little bit and and talk about the Washington State game this weekend because okay. Utah does have one left, and I know you're familiar with some guys up there and what uh, I, what I they're doing a, with yeah, Rolovich. I got a call from the uh, from the line coach and the head coach, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, and they they wanted me to they they said, hey, we want you at the game, so they've they've uh, left tickets for me. To Very nice. Make sure I'm going to be at the game, and. Uh, and they're 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 definitely excited to come down here and play, and uh, uh, the offensive line coach really likes his group of offensive line. He said, he said, he said, coach, you'll you'll love this group of offensive linemen, and uh, and and uh, he says they're they're the real deal. And then um, uh, I was glad to see uh, two weeks ago, I guess Cooper. Uh, the kid from Lehigh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. he got reps and he looked good in the in in his in in the eight or nine reps he got in the game. It looks like he has a future there. And then obviously uh, Rolo brought the kid from Hawaii with him, the kid from St. Louis, who uh, who understands the you know the run and shoot offense, which is um, um, which is kind of an offshoot of of the spread offense. You know, it's uh, um, so so Rolo was a run and shoot guy at at when he played at Hawaii with June Jones. Yeah, with June yeah. June and then and Mouse and, was there. And then obviously, yeah. you know, Mouse, you know, he's the he's the he is the uh what do they call the the architect. Yeah, he's the Mouse was the inventor of the run and shoot. Yeah. And so and uh, I told that story I think a couple of weeks ago the the game we had up with it when he was at Portland State, mm. and it was seventy-two to sixty-five, <laughs> and and the head coach was a defensive guy, right? Guy used to be the head coach with the Atlanta Falcons, and used to live leave the the tickets for Elvis Presley. Yeah. Oh, Jerry Glanville. Yeah, right? Glan- yeah. So Glanville was the head coach, right? And uh, and and uh, Mouse's Mouse last the, name is escaping me right Mouse now. Davis. Mouse Davis. So and and Mouse was the happiest guy. Oh yeah. In the whole place. Hey, God, didn't you love that game? <laughs> we, we put up sixty-five. You yeah. put up seventy-two. And I said, yeah. I said that yeah, was a great game. And 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 then I talked to uh, the defensive you know, coordinators. I, I talked to the I talked to the head coach. He said, God, it was a. <laughs> That game was garbage. <laughs> Thanks for cleaning that up, Coach. That's yeah, I, I getting close. Yeah, you could tell I was ready to come out with another word. And, and then, uh, and then, so, so yeah. So, anyways, but uh, but Mouse was in in his day. You know, yeah. he, obviously a huge. Um, uh, had a huge impact yeah. on college and football. Any, and yeah, anybody that wanted to run that run and shoot, man, is like, like, well, call Mouse Davis, have him come in and work with your, your team. I, I worked with Mouse uh, when I was at the Hawaiian Islanders, um, and uh, and he was a consultant there. Yeah. And and, uh, and and he was at the University of Hawaii back and forth, too. But, but a real, you know, you talk about guys that have made, a, a, you know, or left their imprint on the game, right? That, that's a guy that, that his... His system was really it was un, it was unstoppable, right? <laughs> Except in the red zone, yeah. you know, because struggled. between the twenties, yeah. you you couldn't stop him, right? Yeah. But when he got into the red zone, they they had no way to score, you know, because everything was condensed, and everybody would say, "Yeah, that great that offense is great between the twenties, but once you get inside the twenty, it's garbage." Yeah, you know. Well, make and, sure you catch the ball at the twenty-five and and score from there. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody, when when June Jones was in Hawaii, everybody in the high schools ran a run and shoot. Yeah, they all copied exactly what he was doing, and then and then Rolo kind of did the rebirth of the run and shoot when he became the head coach mm-hmm. at Hawaii, and which ended up being a really great offense yeah. for them because people hadn't seen it, they had trouble defending it, and and. Um, and he made his mark, yeah. you know, and, and, and did extremely well. How did we get on Mouse Davis? 
Well, How do we end up here? We're talking about uh, Rolovich, Ooh, yeah. Washington State. Oh, there you go, Rolovich. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how we got the Mount <laughs> Davis. <laughs> it makes got, all the sense I, in the world. Yeah, I got lost there for a second. All right. Yeah. Coming up next, uh, we, we will do our final Football Friday segment. <laughs> and uh, I want to get. How both, did we get. Where were you? Were you asleep? I want to get uh, right. both of your thoughts on. Uh, how did hey, we get the Mount hey. Davis? Hey, wait a second. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. I'm just, uh, I, I have bad news for. I have bad news for Alema. Oh, what's that? I have ba- I have bad news for Alema, and I, and so I'll, I'll break it to him coming up. Oh, next. what go, are you break it to him on the phone or or no, is no, it private? Uh, over the air, man. It's oh, uh, man. oh okay. Uh, we'll get to it coming up next. That's quite the tease. Eighteen twenty-five <laughs> hey, South, three hundred west. We're I don't the like that, Alema. <laughs> Not one bit. Ninety-seven five in the zone. Listening to another edition of Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on the Big Show, presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. He is, a, you're right. Uh, it, it's the Big Show on a Football Friday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. In fact, our final segment. Of, uh, of football Friday, Alema Harrington. Gordon, I can't back. wait. I can't wait Gordon, any longer. Gordon had a tease in the uh, going to break. Uh, he's. It, it was kind of. It's kind of like he, wait till your dad comes home. You're. Oh, <laughs> all right, go ahead, you're in Gordon. Trouble. We're, like, we're in all trouble. bracing ourselves. Can, like what can is I have, it, Gordon? Can I have the appropriate music, Austin, again? Uh, oh. Because <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wanted the 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 walk of death music. <laughs> so hey, so Gordon, are you gonna? Are you, is this private or, or no, gonna, no, 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 no? It's, it's a, for public consumption. Yeah. But I'm I'm very I'm uh, I'm very scared. There, there's the music we're looking for. Now, Alema, I know yeah. your connection uh, to the islands. Yes, but and you've probably heard this, but I just want to underscore it. Aloha Stadium has been condemned. Aloha Stadium has been condemned. Apparently, no one can take care of it. It's falling apart, and it's unsafe, and no one has the money, apparently, to fix it. That sucks, doesn't it? We know that there's there's a lot of, of stories surrounding Aloha Stadium, which is built in Halava, which is a very sacred part of the island of Oahu. And so there were there were a lot of groups that were not happy about where it was located. Um, and then the 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 style of stadium that it was, it was promoted where you could change the stadium's formation and turn it into a baseball stadium. But, but it took a lot of dynamite and blasting to move <laughs> these parts around. And then I don't think that they were aware that it was going to rust the way it it did. And when it did, there the, the the you know the manufacturers were like, oh no, that's the way it's supposed to look. It's supposed to look rusted. <laughs> so they're 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 and, and it's been sinking for years. And, and so there's a there's a lot of things uh, about that stadium, and I have a lot of love for it because I played my high school games in that stadium, and and of course the the games against the University of Hawaii as a as a BYU player. Um, and attended a lot of Hawaii, you know, University of Hawaii games, cheering for, you know, the the, uh, Rainbow Warriors back in the day. Um, But it does not shock me one bit. And uh, actually, I think Austin and Jake, you you guys alerted me this on Twitter last night. And um, uh, so I'm not surprised. My brother, Tawasu, who worked in, in, in Hawaii very closely with the stadium, especially as they were trying to maintain some of the events like the Pro Bowl, um, he probably has some really good stories, which would be really bad stories about about that stadium. But that's that's sad to me. That's, a, for me at least, kind of an iconic place that held the, the Hula Bowl for so many years. And we, there, there are some great players that came through, Tony Dorsett and Marcus Allen and, and some great players that played in that Hula Bowl. It's pretty legendary. So... Um, a little bit sad, but not surprised, Gordon. It wasn't uh, kind of the, the – the, it's not going to ruin my holidays. 
I just like it that we have one one segment of Football Friday left, period. And Gordon just wants to depress everybody. No, wait a second. I thought that would be important, Dilemma, in some way or another. And just answer me one more question, Dilemma, because it's been driving me crazy for years. I thought... The first time I went there, I thought the freaking stadium was green. And then yeah. every other time I went, I've, I've gone there, it's been rusted brown. Is, yeah. Was it ever green or was it always brown? Well, it was always brown. It was ever brown. It was not ever green. It was ever brown. <laughs> okay. Been, yeah. And, and again, it's like that was the style that this kind of rusted iron, you know, kind of uh, facade that that place has had and and i don't know if you they ever considered well will it ever like rust and fall apart i think it's at that point now and yeah. a long stadium has been a long, around for a long time obviously um you know before 75 that. i think wasn't it? yeah <laughs> yeah when when uh when that was built and when it was built it was a big deal and the pro bowl and and the hula bowl and and, you know, a lot of college football games played in there, bowl games, uh, Aloha Bowl and the various bowl games that have been there in Hawaii. So uh, it's got a lot of memories. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what they'll do if they'll just, you know, implode that thing or what's going to happen there now. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to figure out a place yeah, for, they to figure to play. Out, well, the, the, more importantly, for anybody that visits Hawaii on a regular basis, more importantly, they got to find out a, a new place for the swap meet. There, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where did you put that? Yeah. It, the swap meet is it's top notch, man. That's as oh. good a swap meet as you're going to find. I bought the best sheets, the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on came from that swap, swap meet. meet. I love yep. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bought sheets at a swap meet? Yeah. Were oh, they used, were they what, used and, sheets? No. They were, no. Isn't, that what a, isn't that what a swap no, meet is? No, some swap, there, there's a used area on the inner part of the, the swap meet. Everything else is, <laughs> like, that's where you buy, like, you know, 10 T-shirts for $10. Got my underwear at a swap meet. Yeah. Well, they Man, got underwear, I, too. They got good Alema, I got I got to tell you, one time I went there with my family, <laughs> the whole family, you know, yeah. and I walked around Aloha Stadium Three times, yeah. and uh, and it was like a uh, hundred degrees. And I finally said, <laughs> I looked at my wife, my kids. I said, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And th- but they had to go back for more. So yeah, the anyway. swapping is great because you can give your your family give them each twenty dollars and say go crazy, and then you just send them <laughs> off, and you know they'll come b- back with bags full of stuff for twenty dollars. <laughs> How about that, uh, gentlemen? As we uh, this is our last segment. Football Fridays has has been a journey this year. It's been a, a wild. year. Year. We're still doing it here in December, and uh, we, we've had some some great moments. But uh, I, I just want to take a second and thank you both uh, for doing uh, this with us this year. I was so excited uh, when I heard Football Fridays was moving to the big show this year, and it's it's just been a blast. So I just wanted to thank both well, of you for everything because hey, it's been I'm great. happy to do it. I I I still remember 1974 when we took a team from Long Beach State over there, yeah. and we played in the old stadium. Yeah. Oh my God! That wooden wooden stadium. That wooden stadium, yeah. yeah. And that was, and that was when the, the they had a lot of the, the Chinese and Japanese people were yeah. betting on games over there. Yeah. And so, and then this guy Loriano, <laughs> who had who had his brother played for me, and I knew him, and and he was the, he was he, he the, was the uh, he was uh, taking the bets. No, okay. no, but he was the guy that protected their games. Oh, you know. So he calls me. He said, "Hey, I need you to come over and meet these people, right?" <laughs> so he, they drive up to the limo. So we're staying on, on the base, right? He drives up in a limo and picks me up, right? And he drives me out. And this is in the in the out out on the docks, yeah, yeah. In, in, and through these gates, right? And here's all these Japanese and Chinese guys, and they're playing cards, right? And they said, "Well, we only have one question for you, Coach. We we like we we like the fact that you're staying here for, you know, we, we went a week early, and we're putting putting all of our money on your team." I said, "What do you think?" I said, "Hey, I'm looking around, and I look at looking at my guy Loriano, right? And I'm thinking, I better not answer this question wrong, right?" So. <laughs> so I said, "Well, yeah, we're we, you know we're well prepared, and and we've been a few extra days to make sure we're climbing all that stuff." And so, in other words, you think you're gonna win the game, right? <laughs> and I said, "I said, look," and then I I take my guy to the side, and I said, "What 
What are you? What the H are you doing, dude? He said, "Hey, just answer the questions." <laughs> I said, "I said, well, I said, yeah, I, will, I feel good." So the next day, right, we got our team and feel, and I look, and three of these dudes are on our sideline. I'm thinking. I said, look, I said, hey, Doriano, uh, who are they? those three guys were at the were at that game last night? Yeah, they're just here to make sure everything's going all right. <laughs> so did you win? This, yeah, we did win. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Thank yeah, goodness. it's a good but thing. We got a we got a big lead at the beginning, and then they, the, you know, we kind of they then they closed pretty yeah. good at the end, but but. Uh, we're, able we're to sweating bullets there for a while. We're <laughs> oh, yeah. And I tell you what, and they had one of the nastiest D linemen that played there at that time. Yeah. It played, it played for Detroit, I think, or somebody. And and he was he was taking his fingers and putting it into – Russ Bollinger was my starting tackle, played for Detroit for a long And he, he was taking his fingers and putting it in <laughs> Russ's eyes, right? <laughs> and, and, and Russ said, hey, that guy keeps driving in the eyes. I said, well, punch him in the gut, you know? <laughs> and so the guy's punching him in the eyes, and he's pound, swinging <laughs> And the the official, it's okay, the official, and I remember this uh, to, as of today, every time it was close to get their first down, he would move the sticks so that they would get the first down. And he would move the sticks so we didn't get a first down. And, and I said, I said, you're cheating. And the guy says, what's up, bro? <laughs> hey, now, now I want to underscore this, this show, man. You I, can't get I this want to underscore else. that this yeah. is the only place you're going to get those kinds yes. of stories yes. right here. Oh, and man. I want to, I want to second what uh, Jake said. You guys have been so much fun. You've made us laugh every week. It's been terrific. Yeah. We appreciate yeah, you guys. Well, we, we, we feel the same and, and, you know, it's, Coach Mack was saying, we're so grateful to do this. And I was like you, um, you know, finding out that we're uh, doing the show and then then doing the show and moving it to, to the big show. We're big time, Coach. Wait, wait, we're big time. Yeah, we really, we moved into prime time. That's right. right. <laughs> it was like, drive time, PM drive. And then, hey, and then we get to spend time with Boom. Yes, Tom. Tom, Tom jumping on with us. Yeah, hosting hey, many hey, of football I'll Friday tell you what. Hey. Alema, I, I have no clue where you're coming from. Because Coach, is that better? Yeah, uh, that's better. Coach, I I got to tell you, I have no clue where Alema <laughs> is coming from. Because, Coach, you've always been primetime. That's true. True that. True that. True no that. doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. But we gotta, Tom, thanks for hosting all these football Fridays, man. I tell you what. Hey, Tom is the best salesman I've ever been around. I mean, and and he's got great deals. I mean, yeah. did we ever do the one? Did somebody buy the 5000 to the whole, the whole house? house? Uh, not yet, but we still have procrastinator <laughs> yeah. deal today. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll discount that for $4,999. Yeah, furnish the whole house. Like hey, hey. Now, listen. Since this is my last day, I want somebody to come in and buy the $5,000 deal for the whole house. And then I want a picture so I have it. So I know that it's actually happened. And I'll feel so good because that'll be a great Christmas gift for me. How about that? See? Hey, I want Coach to come back every Friday. I don't care about the show. He can move furniture. Yeah. Coach oh. Mack can, can move furniture, man. Hey, he's hey, doing. hey, maybe I could get on commission ah. and be and be like like a, um, a we make it a permanent uh, Coach Mack Foundation yeah. commission. There you go. Hey, hey, no, no, Tom, Tom. But I Coach, that's going to require you here eight hours a day. Hey, hey, well, it'd be, a, it'd be a break from being home all that well, time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I want, hey, hey, Tom, can you arrange this? I want to see Mack out on the curb, you know, like in a clown <laughs> suit. You know? Now, he doesn't need anything. We'll just get him a sign that says, I'm Coach Mack. You better stop or I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Hey, hey, stop if you know what's good for you. Hey, you hey come in for the $5,000 special yep. right Whole here. House. Whole house. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, I'll, yeah, I'll carry the sign. I'll be like that guy with the sign on my chest, you know. 
Hey, okay. Love it. You learn how to See? spin it on your head. Yeah, with your spinner. Hey, who's that old guy that's out in the park in front of Tom's place? Oh, that's Coach Mac. He's kind of lost his mind. He went, hey, he went south, and everybody else went north. We were under control completely today till this happened. Oh, now the wheels have come off. Well, they, it's football Friday. they got to come it. off once or twice. We love yeah, it. That's how it works. But i tell you what. Tom is one of the most genuine people you ever want to meet. Genuine and generous. Yeah, Thank you. Generous and and uh, what's a little girl's name that brings the bright? My my niece. Your niece. Yeah. What's her name? You're getting me in trouble, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of forgiveness coach, from this group over here. We your name up for you. Yeah. I love that little girl. She's a Audrey. Mm. Audrey. She's so cute. She hey, I tell you what, chocolate she wine. is the most lovable little girl that you ever want to meet in your There's life. There's a special heart and a special story there, Coach. You yeah, know exactly. Story. Yeah. She fell on a scooter, riding a scooter Oof. to work, and one of the lawnmowers at the school actually cut part of her hand off, and they were able Ooh. to save everything but one finger. Yeah. Oh, and she wow. is. She's not a sweetheart. She's she's an angel. Yep. She's an angel. Yeah. Hey, hey Mac, Mac. I want to follow up on something you said about Tom. Uh, the thing about it is, not only he's genuine and he's generous, but he's smart too. And and some people don't understand this. They think, oh, you're giving these great deals. There must be something wrong. What they don't get is that Tom looks for those great deals. So so he's making a little something. It's not a game. It's not a joke. He's making a little something, but the deals that he purchases, they are so reduced because of your, your ability to be nimble. That's how you're able to pass that on to the, to the customers, right? To the consumer. I, deals the, have been hard and few because COVID wiped out inventory. Right. But I, let me tell you. I'm going to make a pre-announcement of a pre-announcement. Okay, I got it. I'm listening. I got a deal brought to me last Friday. I finalized it on Monday. We're going to announce this after the holidays. I bought some stuff from one of the finest manufacturers. I can't say the name. It's part of the deal. You what know. does it rhyme with? <laughs> it rhymes with... Oh, my gosh. I can't even think of a rhyme with it. And I'm the rapper. <laughs> the original clapper. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> kind of like a closet. Closet. Oh, uh, I got you. I know what you're getting her. Oh, Yeah, I yeah. got you. A must be mozzet or yeah. something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but that's all right. I bought a lemma, a deal. I have dining room tables that are $2,400. I'm going to have them for three hundred and ninety-nine. What? How does he I bought, do it, Coach? I bought king beds, solid wood king beds that are twenty-two hundred dollar beds. I'm going to have them for three ninety-nine. Oh, uh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh! That's crazy! <laughs> boom, boom! That's oh, what they it's say. A, it's oh. a double boom! Uh, take advantage of it. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. More big shots. I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to put my sign on and stand outside. Um, <laughs> wear your jacket. Don't worry coach. about that. Just look for Coach Mac. <laughs> hey. It's been Football Friday. More next. Ninety-seven five and twelve. <laughs>